This is A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends, a podcast ministry of Somebody Cares America, being a tangible expression of Christ in a hurting world. Welcome to another Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends. And today we have a special guest, a friend of mine named John Matarazzo, who is also the producer at Real Life Television at the Cornerstone Television Network in Pittsburgh and has a podcast called Along the Way. And so, in fact, I've been uh, honored to be a guest on this program at both at Real Life Television, but also with um, his podcast Along the Way with John Matarazzo. Matarazzo, Matarazzo, tomato, tomato, potato, potato. But uh, we're excited to have you with us today, John, and and uh, so appreciate your life and the journey you've been on, and and appreciate just the authenticity by which you uh, are utilizing the gift that God has given you. Well, thank you, Doug. It's a pleasure to be on with you. Well, today I want to kind of get our, uh, our audience a little bit accustomed with you because we've gone back a few years, uh, but you're also have a journey with YWAM. So tell me a little about the journey, how you got involved in YWAM and ministry and and now what you're doing. Yes. Uh, So I was with Youth of the Mission uh, based out in Pittsburgh for eight years, but my journey with YWAM actually started a couple years before that because the the director for the YWAM Pittsburgh base, when he was planting the YWAM Pittsburgh base, um, he had moved back into the area and he was just doing whatever he could to connect with local churches. And so he did a school of evangelism for local churches. And so it was a 10-week course that he was, that he was offering. And he came to our church and I was homeschooled at the time. And so um, it was part... Wait, it wait, was wait. Part, so you were homeschooled? I was homeschooled, yeah. Well, and you came out all right. I came out all right. At least I think so. And uh, most most people think so, too. Well, my daughter, who will be 18 soon, she was actually homeschooled from the time she was a young girl. And, and she's doing well. She's doing dual credits now, her last year of, of homeschooling in high school, but also getting uh, part of the president's uh, uh, council now in her second semester in a community college. Awesome. So I awesome. guess homeschoolers can do pretty well. Take me back back to the story. Anyway, you were homeschooled and got involved with YWAM. I I was homeschooled, and um, so my church was offering this class. (laughs) Anything that a homeschooler can use for extra credit for uh, education is always a good thing, and especially when it involves the Bible, that's always a very good thing. So I I got to go um, and be a part of that class, and actually a couple months before that class actually started, my youth pastor... Um, invited me to come with him on a mission trip. There was a YWAM guy that was going to be taking uh, taking our youth group on a mission trip to Mexico. And I had really no desire to go on any missions trips. I thought, why would you want to pay money to do something that's uncomfortable? And um, I still think that that's logical reasoning, but that's not uh, kingdom reasoning at all, because the kingdom the kingdom reasoning is that we're going to do whatever God calls us to do, because that's the best place to be and uh, the best things to do. So um, I was challenged to go on a mission trip with him, and uh, I said I'd pray about it because I, I wanted to seem more spiritual, uh, even though I just was, at that point, my relationship with God was all about me and what I can get out of this and just uh, kind of get out of jail free card. But when he asked me to go on this mission trip, I said I'd pray about it. And he said, great, I'm glad you're going to pray about it. And then we're going to get back together next week, and I'm going to get your parents to pray about it too, and we're going to compare notes and see what God says. And I knew that he wasn't going to let me off the hook, and he was actually going to follow through with that, so I needed to follow through with actually praying about it. So 
I ended up saying yes to that trip because God started to change my heart. Then this opportunity for this class with YWAM, uh, with the base director for YWAM Pittsburgh came. And so I learned more of how to, uh, how to share my faith. And that culminated with my first ever missions trip to New York City. And we were just going to go for a weekend. And that's definitely a missions trip. Absolutely, it is a missions trip because you will reach all kinds of different people. You will reach, you know, um, Wall Street brokers to homeless people and everybody in between. And so I started doing YWAM missions trips every summer up until I graduated high school. And then I did the discipleship training school which led into eight years with YWAM uh, in Pittsburgh, 15 different countries preaching the gospel. I've been a part of, uh, well, I, I did my discipleship training school and then I staffed three and then I was the director for four. Um, so uh, pretty busy with that, but I absolutely loved being able to share my faith that way on the mission field. So what were some of the countries you had the pleasure of going to? So I've been to uh, Mexico twice, Israel, Italy, Peru eight times, um, South Africa twice, Bulgaria, Romania, Moldova, Ukraine, Poland, Colombia, Brazil, England, Scotland, and Liberia, West Africa, all on mission trips. Now, um, last year, uh, I republished an article, and I just reposted it recently on my social media, uh, and it was been published by different magazines, but I did a podcast on if, if, if we will go, he will come. And was based on um, uh, the fact that the horses are saddled, but yet who's going to ride them? And it came out of the scripture in Luke where it says that Jesus sent out his disciples everywhere he himself was about to go. The vision God has given us for 2020 and beyond is one of rapid expansion, not to build up our ministry, but to build up His kingdom. As we continue to assist in disaster relief and crisis response across the globe, we are cognizant that it takes local impact to sustain true transformation. These communities need the help before, during, and after the need arises. We need consistent resources to help those courageous leaders on the front line in their communities across the world. You can be a part of transforming lives by giving today at somebodycares.org. So there's something about where if we will go, the Lord will show up and he, and we will see the fruit of our, of our obedience to go. So would that be true for you that everywhere you went, you saw the Holy Spirit manifest himself and also to bring the knowledge of the truth and revelation of who Jesus is? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, as you were talking about that, I was kind of just thinking about the, my first trip to Peru. Um, I was tired one of our, one of our days in the trip, uh, one of the early days of the trip actually. And um, I was told, okay, John, you're going to be paired up with a translator and you go tell this group of people about Jesus. I was not mentally prepared for it and I was exhausted and I felt like I just did the worst job sharing the gospel. I'm like, nobody's going to, in my mind, I'm thinking nobody is going to get saved. Nobody's going to respond to this. I'm wasting everybody's time and God can't use this, which is kind of silly, but that's what I was thinking. And so I got to the point where I asked people if they wanted to respond to the gospel and all of the translator translated that. And then all over the crowd, people's hands started going up. And then I'm like, I led them in a prayer. And I'm like, this is 
crazy. Like I just gave the worst gospel presentation of my life. And as I was walking away from that group, after everybody had just prayed, I heard God say to me something that I, I hope that I never forget this. I don't think I will. And God just spoke to me and he said, see, I can still speak through donkeys. And uh, um, I just wanted to say, like, whenever God calls us to do something, he's going to equip us and he's even going to fix our words in the transmission from our mouths before they get to somebody else's ears. And he's going to do that. He just needs willing vessels that are willing to go wherever he sends us. See, that's so that's so true because I've personally found that to be true in my own life, that, that it's not so much our own ability our intellect or the things we think we have or don't have. It's our simple obedience and availability to God. Absolutely. God just seems to show up. It's not always the the smartest, the most capable, the most gifted. It's just willingness to say, Lord, here I am. Use me. Yeah. And I I like that also, if we're willing to be looked at as crazy, as a little kooky or stupid sometimes, but we know that this is what God said to do, we can trust in him that he's going to be the one that's leading us. And we don't have to care about what other people think or what other people say. Well, we know that we're accepted and loved by the yeah. King. So God, God has expanded your, your platform. Obviously you, you know, you served eight years of youth of a mission. You've been in 15 countries, led quite a few teams. And I'm sure that you were just uh, looking at that for the rest of your life. But, but God has expanded your, the borders of your tent and now has given you an opportunity to be a producer yeah. as well as having your own podcast as well, and reaching all over the world. And, and of course, that's how we met. I mean, even though I minister and speak at, at quite a few YWAM bases and do DTSs and as a guest speaker, uh, we've met over the years at your time at, at Cornerstone Television Network. So how did that come about? How did you go from <laughs> traveling and being a missionary there, now being expanding your, your influence in a missionary and in media? Yeah. Well, thanks for asking that question. This is one of my favorite things to talk about, actually, because it deals with purpose and it deals with um, just when God gives you a word, sometimes you just got to hold on to it longer than you thought possible. And um, from the time I was a kid, I had an interest in media and an interest in radio specifically. And I used to actually uh, have a Fisher Price microphone that you could tune to uh, whatever frequencies and just find something open on the radio dial and if your radio in the house was tuned to that, you could hear your voice. And I thought that was the coolest thing ever. And I wanted to use that to tell people that were driving by about Jesus that not realizing that the range of that was only like 15, 20 feet and that people driving by would only hear like a blip about the gospel, maybe. But anyway, that passion was still there. I just didn't know what to do with it. So as I graduate high school, I plan on just taking a gap year between high school and college, and that's what I was going to do with uh, my time in YWAM. And God changed that, and just by being, um, just by hearing His voice and being obedient, that one year led into two, to four, to six, to eight. But in my first year, really shortly after my DTS ended and I was on staff, I remember having this one night where I came across the university, the University of the Nations Handbook where I saw that they had a school for radio broadcasting in Cape Town, South Africa. Now, this was in 2004, so I didn't have an opportunity to um, use high-speed internet to check out that kind of stuff because that really wasn't available. I think we still had just dial-up at the uh, YWAM base there because, yeah, that's that's just about par for the course for a YWAM base back then. Um, you were lucky if you had internet at that point. So 
I I saw that they had this, and but I was like, God, I don't know anybody that's ever been to South Africa, and I don't know anybody that's been to this school, and I don't know anybody that knows anybody that has done that. So if this is something that you really want me to do, then you're going to have to open up some doors for me. Either let me meet somebody that's been through that school or just something. Um, God, just just let me know that this is of you. And then I kind of forgot that I prayed that. And a year later, my base directors were invited to speak at a Youth of the Mission base in South Africa that was teaching discipleship training school leaders. And they said, hey, we are just going to open this up to the staff and anybody that wants to come with us. We need help to train more people because um, they don't they didn't do the dance and drama training. Um, they would do the, the teaching and all the other stuff, but not the training parts. And so I just felt like I'm supposed to go on this trip. I had forgot that I had prayed that God would provide an opportunity for me to go to South Africa. And so uh, like a day later, I was actually cutting the grass, doing one of my chores as a part being part of the YWAM community. And I felt like God hit me over the head with a two by four saying, John, hello, you prayed about this last year and I'm giving you this opportunity. This is what you prayed for, right? And once I realized that, I was like, oh my gosh, this is truly where God's called me to. This is, this is awesome. I'm going to get to go to this school. I'm going to check this out. And so this, so this was in 2005. Now I actually got to go and when, when that's uh, the school that they were speaking at was only a few miles or kilometers. Cause it's, they use the metric there, uh, only a few kilometers from where the radio school was. And so they, my contacts there, they were able to work it out. So I got to actually not just visit the school itself, but talk with the school leader. And then after that trip was done and I came back, I thought, man, I'm going to get to go to the next one that they offer. And that didn't happen. And the next time I was available, they didn't offer it. And the next time they offered it, I wasn't available. And I'm like, God, what gives? So literally for the next four years, I'm just frustrated with God. Like, God, what is going on? I don't believe that you brought me halfway around the world just to tease me. Um, I believe that there's a purpose for this. And so I don't think your character is something that you would tease me just to just to do that. And so I was leading, I was one of the staff for Discipleship Training School, and I had a moment with God one night. And for a guy that was interested in radio, I really didn't know too much about the history of radio. And so this was a nice this is a really cool confirming thing that God did for me that night. I felt like God say, go Google the history of radio. Now, by this point, we had, it was a couple of years later, we had, we had better internet so I could do this. And so I Googled the history of radio and the things that I found out were absolutely amazing. And it was just, it might've been Wikipedia or whatever it was before that. But I found out that in November 2nd, 1920, or the first ever radio broadcast was um, happened, um, it was the election results for that year. Now, November 2nd, 1920 may not sound like anything, and it's, it's really not, but where it happened is pretty remarkable because literally that happened a few miles from where I grew up in Pittsburgh. And um, so I could actually take you to where that happened. And so I was like, wow, this is really cool. Then I read a paragraph or two down and this is what floored me because two months later on January 2nd, 1921, the first church service was ever broadcast um, on the radio. Now, January 2nd happens to be my birthday. Wow. And I heard God say to me something that just confirmed my identity in, when it came to media. And he said, John, from the date and the location of your birth, I've ordained you to broadcast the gospel. Wow. And so... I was like, okay, God, I can, I can hold on a bit longer with that. 
So I finally got to go to the school in 2009 and um, ended up being uh, having a wonderful experience with that. And then whenever I came back from that, nothing was still open, uh, opening up in radio. And I'm like, God, what gives? And I ended up uh, leading our disciple training schools. And then, but I made videos from those trips. And it was one of those videos that caught the eye of somebody that works at Cornerstone Television. And we were already friends, but he saw the potential in me. And he felt like God was saying to take John under your wing and teach him everything that you can for TV. And so at that point, God was stirring in my heart that I was supposed to be at Cornerstone Television and at my church. And it was really interesting because I was trying to fit YWAM in that equation. And it took a really good conversation with my pastor to help me kind of process for the first time in eight years, God wasn't telling me to be at YWAM. And so, but my church wasn't hiring and neither was Cornerstone Television. And just by showing up doesn't always mean that uh, people are going to pay you. So I volunteered uh, when my time with YWAM was over, I just started volunteering until, um, until a, a position opened up. And then I went from being the prison ministry coordinator for a few months to, hey, they needed assistant producers. But I, but that man had trained me and took everything that I learned from radio to TV. And so whenever that position was available, it was, an, it was a logical fit for me to be able to help with that. Wow. And, then, and then a year and a half later, the senior producer of the program that I produce now, he moved away. And so in 2015, in January, I became the lead producer of our daily program, Real Life, and I've done over 1,100 episodes of it now. Wow. And so uh, and that's how, Doug, you and I have met uh, several times. And um, the people that I've met through the Real Life program have really been and life-changing some of those friendships that I've, that I've had. I was thinking about as you were sharing quite a few things, you know, I was kind of getting some download from the Lord here <laughs> and reminding that there are people listening and scripture says that hope deferred makes the heart sick, but Solomon also says that Mary heart does good like medicine. And God never changed his, his purposes for you. It's just that sometimes we go through journeys and unexpected detours to get there. Yeah. You look at all that you learn, even there, there, I was telling my wife the other day, what, and some folks that what I really appreciate about you is there is an authenticity and desire to gain knowledge so that when you communicate, you articulate that knowledge with informed uh, clarity, so to speak. And now here you are, not only fulfilling your dream for radio, and even how you began to research how radio began, yeah. and now you're doing your own podcast, reaching around the nations of, of the world. You're still a missionary in that sense. At the same time, here you are a producer at a very, an incredible television network, and so you're doing both TV and radio, and you're still reaching as a missionary to people in, in, a, in a capacity that you would have never been able to do before. Yeah. Um, one of the th things that's really fun about podcasting, um, as opposed to terrestrial radio or terrestrial TV, is that it's digital, so I can see where people are listening from. And I get, you know, listener statistics and, uh, hey, this many people have downloaded your podcast. But the things that excite me the most is the number of countries that my podcast has, has reached. And right now, as we're recording this, it's up to 44 countries. You went to 15 countries. Now you're yep. reaching 44 countries. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm just like, okay, God, you've called me to be a missionary for my life. And it's just, it's looked differently. 
it hasn't always been boots on the ground. Although I look for opportunities to do that. It just doesn't come as frequently as it used to. But I feel like God's given me a voice and I got to use that for his glory. And somehow God is using it to reach people that I may never see in person. And it can reach people in their cars that I might never, they might never tune in any other way. So, Amen. Well, I'd like you to just, you know, I know you, you shared some things I believe that are very relevant for all of us. And uh, as a millennial leader, which uh, God is using you in very significant ways, far beyond what others even dream of. And I'm sure even as a kid, you had visions of grandeur, but, but God's taking on a journey that has expanded your capacity. And I pray that others that listening would, would sense that sense of purpose in their own lives and destiny, whatever gifting God has given to them by being obedient and also by being available to the Lord. So what are a couple of things, uh, and you've asked me these questions when I've been on your podcast, <laughs> uh, what are two or three things that are important for the listeners today on, on our podcast to grasp and apply in their own lives and why? So I think one of those things is to, to, ha- to grab a hold of a promise that God has spoken. And I try to describe it as a life verse, or also I've been saying it as like an anchor verse. You know, um, an anchor is great for a ship that's, you know, you, you put down that anchor and whenever the storms are coming because you don't want that ship to go away. You need to anchor yourself to something. And if you have nothing to hold on to, you need, first you need to find Jesus Christ and receive him as your Lord and Savior and, you know, trust in his word. And once you grab a hold of that and, and hold on to that concept, then I think the next thing is just be aware of the people that God has put around you. When he wants to protect you, he will take people out of your life. And sometimes that's a difficult thing, but it's, it's also a good thing. Um, but whenever God wants to bless you, he brings people into your life. And sometimes we just aren't aware of what God's trying to do because we're just so focused on ourselves. But if you look at the people that God has brought into your life, maybe he wants to bless you through them and through their experiences, and they could walk alongside you through that. And ask questions of people, talk with them, people that have been to places that you want to go, uh, whether it, you know, a physical place, you know, a different country or something like that, but people that are, you know, a couple steps ahead of you in their walk with the Lord or ministry or whatever it might be and really listen to their answers and don't worry about the next thing that you have to say or in response to what they're saying, really listen to what they have to say, process that and then respond. So many times I think we're just so quick to say, Hey, I want to just jump on this conversation and say the next thing that comes out of my mind. And you're not really listening to each other. I think that's a, that's a lost art. If we start listening to each other, I think God's speaking a lot more through personal conversations than we realize. One of the things I learned in communications when I was my first year of college was the idea of not filter trapping. And then sometimes mm. the greatest things we can do is to have the gift of listening rather than only speaking. But isn't that true? I mean, if, even with God, if we've learned to, to pray more, listen more instead of talking. We probably get a lot further along. Yeah, to learn not to filter trap or to filter what we're hearing and paraphrase what we want to hear, but really listen to the window of the soul, to really listen to what people are saying. And then you can begin to minister to them based on a heart-to-heart engagement 
rather than just kind of a shallow platitude. Yeah. My Sunday school teacher, when I was about four or five, he used to always say, you know, God gave us two ears and only one mouth for a reason. And uh, just because we're older in life doesn't mean that that rule doesn't apply still. <laughs> That's true. I like that. God gave us two ears to listen, only one mouth. I love that. Good wisdom by a Sunday school teacher. Absolutely. So as we close today, I know we could go on and on. We'll have to have you back again, John. And I'd love to. Uh, just, you know, because I, I do believe in having millennial council, next gen speak into my life. You know, I, as I told you before, I turned 50 for the 13th time a few months <laughs> back. But I want to try to have a youthful heart and be fresh in how I engage what the Lord is saying, how to invest in the next generation. So as a millennial leader, as one who as God's given a huge span of influence, um, and you've known me uh, at a distance and close, and we've had a lot of great yeah. conversations. Uh, from your perspective, just share a few words about how you think that the ministry that, that I've been allowed to steward through Somebody Cares America, Somebody Cares International, and our relationship is, is relevant today and for your generation. Well, Doug, from the conversations that we've had and the podcast interview that I did with you, the thing that stuck out to me the most, and it is consistently ringing in my brain and in my heart, is the willingness to be available and obedient. Mm. And that has been a challenge for me, just, you know, being with you and seeing all those things that have, that have come out of your life simply because you've been available for the things that God asked you to do and then obedient to actually do them. I, I'm challenged because there's, I know that there's so many times where God spoke into something and I said, I'm not available. And what opportunities passed me by because I said that I wasn't available when I actually was now, I'm, I'm sure that there's times that I rightfully said that I, was, that I wasn't available, but I don't think God asks us to do something that he doesn't know that we have the capability to do either. So um, maybe I'm putting the onus back on myself where it should be. So, <laughs> um, But yeah, just Doug, you being available and obedient and just seeing all those testimonies of how God has used you simply by taking that step and hearing your story, Doug, of how just by being available and obedient, you weren't looking to start this mega ministry. You weren't looking to do something to put your name out there. And it's not Doug Stringer Ministries care of somebody cares, or, you know, it's somebody cares uh, America, somebody cares international. Um, and Doug Stringer just happens to be the guy that God has leading it at the moment. And I know that this is something that you want to carry on beyond your days, beyond your years. And so knowing as a millennial that you care about the next generation, that you really want things to be, uh, you want to lead by example and you have, and also um, setting up your ministry to go beyond just a platform for yourself to do cool things. Um, I, I think that's one of the things that really endears you to millennials. Thanks, man. Um, and we'll continue to, to do that as more people find out about what you're doing. Because the more I found out about what you're doing, I'm just more amazed because I just know you as you're, you're Doug. You're, you're this guy that comes and talks and, uh, on real life and he's been on my podcast. But, um, but you're really cool. And I love that you open your life. Oh, wait, life to... wait, you need to tell my wife that I'm what? You're really cool. I will say that again. Yes, you're really cool. cool. Tell my daughter who's going to be 18 so that her dad is cool. Absolutely. He's all right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, that, that, I mean, that means a lot to an 18 year old that he's all right. So anyway, I, I think one of the things also that millennials need to hear is 
the the stories of hardships, not just when things worked out well that worked out as you planned or as you thought it would, but how things fell apart and then how God helped you put them back together. Those moments of being vulnerable and open um, really mean a lot. So, yeah, yeah that's, that's my... We have to be honest with God, honest with ourselves, and, and transparent with those that, that God's allowed us to interface with. And this multi-generational that is coming together, not one or the other, but that the, the wisdom of the uh, older generation uh, empowering the, the vision, the passion of the, the younger generation, we're going to see a multi-generational release of God's anointing to prepare the way for authentic outpouring of God's spirit, but also ultimately for the coming of the Lord. So, John, thanks for being with us today. Would you pray in closing for those that are listening? Pray that God would seal what has ever, ever been spoken today, that would go into the hearts of people, would encourage them in their own journey. Yes, absolutely. Father God, I thank you so much for this opportunity to just be able to share your word and the experience from the experience in my life and through your word, Lord God. I just pray that as people listen to this and they hear the things that Doug and I have been talking about, that as their hearts start to burn, Lord God, that they would know that you are right there with them along the way and that you will never leave us or forsake us and you're right there. God, I pray that you would open our eyes so that we will see you and we wouldn't be blind to the fact that you're right there. God, that we wouldn't be walking with you for seven miles or however however long it was that for that road to Emmaus it, without us being aware that you're right there, Lord God. I pray that we would be so aware that we're walking with you that we would not miss any opportunities because of that, Lord God. God, and I pray for the 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 generation that it goes before us, Lord God, that they would help us as millennials, as the, the fire generation that are full of energy, that are full of vigor, that are full of passion and ideas, that that next generation, the, the focus generation would help us to know where to burn bright, to know where to put our passions, to know where uh, you are you are calling and where you are leading. Look, God, I pray that the experience of the older would just team up with the passion of the younger so that we yeah. can reach far and wide, Lord God, and just people would come to know you and that this world would be changed because they know that, that somebody cares and that's um, God, that you care through your people or God, that's, that's the opportunity that we have is that we are showing and we are demonstrating your care for people. Yeah. And God, we just pray that you would continue to use our gifts and callings to advance your kingdom, God. And we just thank you for this opportunity now in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Well, thank you, everybody, for listening today on, for another Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends. It's been great to have our friend John uh, Matarazzo on with us today. Tell everybody again to get a hold of you on your podcast as well as your website. Yeah, so my podcast is Along the Way, and you can find my website at alongtheway.media. I know it's a little bit different than a .com, but it's alongtheway.media. And I'm on uh, Facebook and Instagram. You can see my posts there. And if you want to reach out to me via email, it's johnalongtheway at gmail.com. And uh, I hope to hear from you. Great. Thanks, John. And for those that are listening, thank you for your consistency and faithfulness to subscribe, be a part of a, a Word in Season with Doug Stringer and friends. Be praying also as we're still working in Tennessee in the aftermath of the tornadoes. And we've got some great testimonies that we'll share in the future of the things that are going there out of the most difficult of circumstances. Go to our website for more information at somebodycares.org. At somebodycares.org. God bless. Until next time, praise the Lord. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this episode of A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends. 
and ask you to prayerfully consider supporting the ministry at somebodycares.org or by texting your donation amount to 805-422-7348. Please join us again for A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends.